I'm telling you that podcast is dangerous. It's haunted phosphorescence. Hello, everyone. This is Throw Smiley, and I suffer from clinical asshole syndrome. Who's <laughs> joining me this week? <laughs> Uh, you may know me as Josh Cece, but my name is Esther Fry. I'm Brian Lesh, and the people writing the checks are getting nervous. Run, you dinks. It's Alaric Weber. <laughs> and this... I had run, you dinks written as well. <laughs> yeah, I had it too. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Haunted Phosphorescence. It's your creepy, kooky... <laughs> Spooky. Altogether ooky. Altogether ooky podcast. Normally we watch superhero movies, but this month, this month of Spooktober, we are taking a break from our normal programming to bring you deep dives into four scary movies. This but don't worry, we'll rank it. <laughs> Will we? <laughs> This show is brought to you by our patrons. Patrons like executive producers Michael Beckwith and Atticus Burkett. You can be a patron too. Just head over to patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. We got lots of bonus content there. We got Star Wars miniseries, holiday shows, personal history of sound as a music show. We got the American Top Four coming at you every week. There's bonus stuff. That's what we're saying. So go there. Or at the very least, take a moment to uh, like and uh, rate and review us on your podcast listening app of truth. Choice. That will help people find us too. Um, if you do go to patreon.com slash harmless entertainment, you can get in on our monthly movie for just a buck a month. Buck a month is all it takes. And this month on our monthly movie, you can listen to us do an extra episode of um, American Werewolf in London. Yes. Yes. But our. Uh, Haunted Phosphorescence. This week, we are going to be watching Monkey Shines. A man trapped by his own body. To Alan, to the start of his new life. So you train monkeys exclusively for quadriplegics? How about if I were to donate a monkey? She hasn't been exposed to anything weird in the lab. No. An animal trained to follow commands. How am I supposed to take care of it, Jeff? The idea is that it's going to take care of you. She's unbelievable. She's like a miniature person. (laughs) Get rid of that bird or so help me. One with the mind for revenge. I've been so full of anger. I've had the most horrible thoughts lately. I made up a formulation based on human memory cells. I've been injecting one of my monkeys. I don't like this change in you, Alan. The other with the instinct to kill. What the hell are you doing to her? Ella is getting out of the house, and I'm getting out with her. You do know that that's impossible. Man is the only animal capable of murder. She did it for me. Did it because I wanted it done. Stop it. From the director of Night of the Living Dead, George A. Romero, the master of terror and suspense. You're not gonna hurt me. I'm part of you. Monkey shines a new into terror. 
<laughs> there was a real missed opportunity by not having Pee Wee Herman in this. <laughs> don't make monkeys. Just train them. I just train them. Uh, what if I donate a monkey, though? If you donate a monkey? What if I donated a monkey? I hear the human body can live on just one monkey. <laughs> yes, for the price of just of, of 12 <laughs> monkeys per month. <laughs> you can help a starving child. <laughs> just some kid opens up a box. A monkeys. This monkey will help you. Not from my experience. Uh, yeah, I'd be like, I'm yeah, like I, I live in Africa. I've seen monkeys. Um so in uh in my experience, monkeys come in barrels, not boxes. Ah, yeah, good like point. Crackers. It yeah. depends on if you use FedEx or DHL, you know. <laughs> That's how you're shipping 12 monkeys a month. Oh, not 12 monkeys. That's going to turn out 14. Bad. That's a monkey's dozen. <laughs> monkey's dozen. Oh, God. We're just getting started, everybody. So, All right, bu- buckle up for There's the monkey puns. Just the word monkey. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of monkey business in this episode. Um,. Monkey Shines released July 29th, 1988 with a running time of 113 minutes. It cost $7 million and only took in $5.3 million at the box office. It mm. flopped. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is too bad because it was... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it was good, but it was. You want a sequel to Monkey Shines? There's been a remake being tossed around recently, which I'm not sure the world's clamoring for that. But, but, you know, I don't know. I think it could have had a better effect on George Romero's career. Oh, yeah. Especially when you see like how big zombies got. Well, yeah, and I mean, we'll, he always got credit for that, but you know, yeah, if this had succeeded, if he had a couple box office hits, well, th- this was his big chance to make a big, like, studio Hollywood big budget movie. Th- that's yeah. what this was was his chance for that, you, and it you didn't... don't call Stanley Tucci unless you're ready to say. <laughs> Tucci gang, Tucci gang, um, the yeah. Tucci. <laughs> uh, so, but um, anyways, guys, I was wondering, are you ready? To play the box office top ten game, nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, my monkey by the buttons. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is the box office top ten game. I'm going to read off the box office mojo descriptions of the top ten movies of the week of July 29th, nineteen eighty eight. And the fellas here are going to try to guess what movie I'm describing based on that. Um, so I'm going to just let you know right off the bat. That Monkey Shines did not make the top ten. Oh, jeez. So I'll I'll go. So we've got seventeen. We've got a total of seventeen here. I'll read off the top eleven without making you guess. Um, it's an interesting bunch of movies here. We've got Short Circuit Two. <laughs> That's the one where <laughs> there's like all the miniature Johnny Fives, and he goes to New York, and he like swings yep. through. The town like Spider-Man. Anyways. Um, Number 16, opening. The New Adventures of Pippi Longstocking. Whoa. I saw that. That's... (laughs) She's a working girl now. (laughs) It's Melanie Griffith. (laughs) (laughs) It's Pippi. Number 15, Crocodile Dundee 2. Um, That, yep. That, yeah. That, um, movie. Yeah, it is a movie indeed. Then they made a third one, <laughs> eventually. 
Um, at number 14, Red Heat. That was uh, Schwarzenegger, right? Or I was think it, so. Or was it, is that? Yeah, was Schwarze- Schwarzenegger Belushi. Oh, my God. Mm. And the poster even has, it's that one, they're back-to-back, and it's Schwarzenegger Belushi. Arnold plays a Russian a Russian cop, yep. and he has to team up with Chicago cop Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi. Oh, <laughs> um, number thirteen, Bull Durham. Wow, that's a great movie. Yeah, uh, number twelve, Monkey Shines. Opening at number twelve, it took in two, almost three million dollars its opening week. So it it fell <laughs> off real hard there. Um, it seems so quaint. These numbers, <laughs> right? Compared to what we usually are talking about. Oh on the God, shit. I know. Or it's like a billion. Um, yeah. yeah, it's the GDP of a small country. Yeah, right. This movie failed and still made one hundred and twenty million dollars. It's like it what? Was, <laughs> what? A billion. Yeah, yeah. No, like people, like they were people. It was considered Thor. Thor was considered, or Thor two was considered a disappointment because it only made seven hundred million dollars and didn't. Crack the billion mark. It's like, come on. They could have made 700 monkey shines instead of making Thor. They (laughs) really should have considered that. Seven, (laughs) a hundred different monkey shines remakes. Oh my God. No, monkey shines one through a (laughs) hundred. No, but it's just like a Rashomon thing where it's just different uh, points of view. The same movie. One from the bird's perspective, one from yes. the nurse's perspective. Yes. Oh my god, that nurse. Point. That nurse. Oh. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Anyways, okay. And Fry. At number 11, we have A Fish Called Wanda. Wow. Did that open at 11? No, no. It's I in love it, that movie. It's, it, it's in its third oh, week. So that was that was a straight okay. up hit. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, that was. For Didn't Kevin, Kevin Klein win an Oscar for that movie? He got, I believe he did. Did he win? I know he got yeah. nominated. I, I can't remember. So. Um. Yeah, but... Yeah, Fish Called Wanda, huge. <laughs> yeah, you're the Bulgarian fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and in our top 10, coming in at number 10, when a crass new Money Tycoon's membership application is turned down at a snooty country club, he retaliates by buying the club and turning it into a tacky amusement park. Brewster's Millions? No. no. Caddyshack nope. 2. Caddyshack 2. 2. That movie was so bad compared to the first one. What are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh my god. Like Jackie Mason doing like the Rodney Dangerfield part, basically, and oh, yeah. Chevy came back though. He, yeah, he did. Piece um, of shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's crazy how um, he was such a big star for like tw- like twenty years. Um, but notoriously an a-hole. Yeah, yeah. You compare him to his peer, Steve Martin, who was also very like oh, arrogant, and yeah. like that's a part of his shtick, but somehow is just lovable. Yeah, Chevy yeah. just had the ego maniac. Well, I w- I'm watching Only Murders Rude. in the Building. Yeah, which is really good, um, mm-hmm. and like I'm just not missing the third amigo at all. <laughs> like nope. not even a little. Yeah. Uh. So uh, coming in at number nine, a small town farmer with a fiance um, finds himself falling for a trapeze artist when a traveling circus comes to town. Another sequel. This is Big Top Pee Wee. Big Top Pee Wee. (laughs) Yep. What's a big town farmer? Uh, Small town farmer. Yeah, big town farmer. (laughs) One of them Chicago farmers. Right. I own the biggest farm in Manhattan. Four feet by six. Feet. <laughs> uh, 
Um, at number eight, after wishing to be made an adult, a teenage boy wakes up the next morning to find himself mysteriously. Big. Yeah, big, he found yeah. himself big. He was big. Oh, oh sorry, Tom that. Hanks, just the big the. It's funny because the big poster is just Tom Hanks looking at the camera. Like, it's all you needed at that's that it. point in time. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, Monkey Shines told you more. <laughs> but yet this yes uh um number seven um an inspector must stop a sick secret contest to murder local celebrities which includes himself as a target the deadpool the deadpool the final dirty harry movie this was six wow. they made six of those things i know HBO has them right now, and I had no idea there were so many. I remember watching numerous of them as a kid. My dad was a fan of the Dirty Harry movies, so he he, he had them all on video, and like I'd watch them all over and over. And in retrospect, they're fucked up movies. Um, well, and that's what cemented. I mean, he was always kind of a tough guy, obviously, all yeah. the westerns. But like, oh yeah, now I understand why he was the epitome of the fucking six Dirty Harry movies. Jesus, yeah. Well, it made over twenty years. Yeah, it's yeah. like Rocky. Yeah, <laughs> I never even right. had to compare but, those like, two with no moral compass. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, are you guys familiar with the movie Ricochet? It's um uh, Denzel and John Lithgow. No. From 91, 92, somewhere around there. That was supposed to be a Dirty Harry movie, but in it, John Lithgow plays a serial uh, murderer who comes after Denzel, who's a cop. And cool. he, like, captures Denzel and is like, I'm going to, like, talking about how he's going to, like, I'm going to fuck your wife. I bet she tastes so good. <laughs> and, like, Jesus. he shoots him up with cocaine and heroin <laughs> and to, like... And the Lithgow like, does? Lithgow shoots up Denzel with cocaine and heroin. Like, it's an intense wow. movie. But, Henderson? Yeah, but that was supposed to be a new Dirty Harry movie, but they decided that it was too, like, hardcore for Dirty Harry. Like, like Clint Eastwood yeah. was like, no, I can't let Dirty Harry get tied up and injected with drugs. That's Well, crazy. good for him, because I think his next, like, big film was Unforgiven, which yeah. is one of the greatest Westerns. Absolutely. That movie's amazing. Made. Um, coming in at number six, uh, <laughs> the story of a young deer growing up in the forest. <laughs> As opposed to a young deer growing, growing up, up in Manhattan. Abroad. Yeah. Yeah. I took a year abroad. Yeah. Bambi meets Manhattan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Big top Bambi. 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 It's, it's just the 1988 re-release of Bambi. Um, the re-release. Yeah. Bambi. It did, yeah. Remember that when Disney would just re-release their movies like every five years. Yeah, this they, they did this. One, this is when they started pushing them out in the the plastic clamshell VHS. Yes. Yep, the big, yeah. big poofy this ones. This is the first big, big mm-hmm. one that they did. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, just to remind everybody generationally. Yes. <laughs> what a bummer. <laughs> uh, number five. A bounty hunter pursues a former mafia accountant who is also being chased by a rival bounty hunter, the FBI, and his old mob boss after jumping bail. Is this Midnight Run? Midnight Run with Groden and De Niro, yep. It's a good movie. And Yafet Kodo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, such a good movie. Yeah. (laughs) I was watching that movie with a girl, not just she and I, but she was really whacked out, I think, on probably meth. But anyways, I turned to Yafet Koto says something. I turned to David and I'm like, he's the he's the worst cop in the world. And this chick jumps up 
and like knocks things over. She's like, "Did you call me the worst cop in the world?" <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, but talk about that. Are, are you a cop? You have to tell me if you're a cop. Why are you upset? <laughs> you have to tell me if you're not a cop. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, if you're not Midnight wearing a wire, right. you have to tell me. <laughs> I'm not. All right. <laughs> and at number four this week, an NYPD officer tries to save his wife and several other taken hostage by German terrorists during a Christmas Die party. Die hard. You don't even have to say Christmas party. <laughs> German terrorists, Christmas party. It must be done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. New York cop. Yeah. German yeah. terrorists. There's not a lot of those. This wow, this list is insane. Okay, coming in at number three, an extremely pampered prince travels to New York and goes undercover to find a wife. Coming to America. Yeah, well, coming to America. Wow. It's a good week. I guess I understand the monkey shines the situation (laughs) now. At number two, a, a racist detective is the only hope of someone against whom he is prejudiced to prove his innocence when he's accused of murder. I had to jump around a lot there. No, no. Guess who's coming to the murder? Nope. (laughs) I had to jump around a very major (laughs) point there. Willies of the field. Um. Against against the kind of... uh, of a um, community against whom he is prejudiced (laughs) would make this movie completely obvious. It's 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 not one that takes place entirely in our reality. Huh. Blade Runner. No. No. That was, what was that? Like 85? Ruben Blade. Maybe he wasn't that racist. He's racist. <laughs> wasn't that. He's 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 prejudiced. <coughs> Excuse me. He's prejudiced against cartoons. Oh. Uh, who framed Roger Rabbit? Rabbit. Imagine yeah. if that was remade, like gritty and realistic, but with like African Americans instead of tunes, or like just like oh, any yes, sort imagine. of community. It was like, called Roots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so wow, that movie. Yeah, wow. yeah. That's what I say. And so many times in the that movie still scares me. It. The that, yeah. finale still freaks me out. Oh my man. god, what, Lloyd is. Yeah, I was way dip. too young to watch that. The yellow eyes just. Mm. And it's that trademark Disney. Like we got to make it uncomfortable at some point, right? Mm. So they're like Roger Rabbit, and we're also going to release Bambi this week. <laughs> yeah, Disney <laughs> Time to fuck with some kids. Disney was always up in our shit. Like they, always. they were never not even. Even Pixar yep. has its moments. Up starts with the saddest fucking thing. I've oh, ever Jesus. Seen. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> I don't know. Just like the one, the one that gets me more than any of the more modern ones is uh, Inside Out. Like every time. I'm like, yeah, God damn it. Because uh, I, I, coming of age movies just get me. Um, and number one this week, opening at number one. A talented New York City bartender takes a job at a bar in Jamaica and falls in love. Cocktail? Cocktail. Cocktail. Cocktails and dreams. Uh, Bermuda, Bahama, come on, pretty. Yeah, the the movie that Kokomo. Yeah, so it's a double edge. Yeah, they gave the Beach Boys their last number one hit. And John Stamos, who (laughs) literally was on percussion. Yes. 
Oh, so yeah, this week is crazy. Look at this shit. We've got, all right, so the good ones. I'm going to skip over the ones that are like, but we got Bull Durham, A Fish Called Wanda, Big, uh, Midnight Run, Die Hard, Coming to America, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like, that's a crazy week. Uh, If I was the studio that had monkey shines, this would not, I would have pushed it up or down, but. Well, but I mean, think about the descriptions of those movies. You're like, we're opening against a, Ger- a German terrorist and a New York cop. We're opening against a guy who's on the run from a bounty hunter. None of these are going to be hits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I could see that. It's it's crazy how much um, I was kind of talking about this the other day um, before the advent of the IP being the king of like blockbuster filmmaking where it has to be an established IP. Um, High concept was like the thing. You just needed that one sentence thing, that one sentence hook for your film. Yeah, the the elevator pitch. Yeah, exactly. Like that was it. The high concept was king. Or a photo of Tom Hanks or Tom Cruise. (laughs) Yeah, just a photo. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, tell you what. See him alive. Big piano and Tom Hanks is a boy. And some sold. Robert Loggia. Tom Hanks plays yeah. a ten-year-old. Boom, sold. <laughs> like, yeah, that's Bill it. Beth Williams, John Hurt, some good yeah. or Heard, good movie. Tom Cruise spit, mixes drinks. Boom, sold. Yeah, Top Gun, but with uh, Top Gun in a bar. Boom, <laughs> with cocktails. Yeah, it's, that's what it is. Yeah, that um, oh, shit it has a term now. Like the showy bartender thing. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. They have competitions. Whatever they're called, I can't remember. But yeah, cocktail was kind of the beginning of that. Yeah. Um. So just pour me my fucking drink. Right. Exactly. A flipped. <laughs> bo- you flipped a bottle. We can all get that right once. It was. Right. Uh. All right. So that brings us to. Uh. The film itself, Monkey Shines, was. Uh. Written and directed by George A. Romero, based on the book Monkey Shines by Michael Stewart, which I've looked into, and there's nothing at all interesting about Michael Stewart other than he wrote some kind of uh, um, kind of uh, schlocky horror books in the 80s. Um, but he just he must have had his finger on the pulse because like this wasn't even that well known yet, but it actually was a thing. Helper monkeys. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, like yeah. he must have been one of the first people. He must have like read a newspaper article and been like, okay, yeah. <laughs> there I go. <laughs> Spilled his reminds- coffee running into the other room. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it reminds me of Crichton, where Crichton would take some concept yes. that he read, you know, in the New York Times science Absolutely. page and go like, well, I'm turning this into a whole novel. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Watch me. Uh, so the rights to this were acquired in 1985 before it was published. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, wow. Does he have a big book that came out before this? So, um, all right. like where like a horse was helping somebody and they got like clobbered by the horse. Well, he had like mm. a mental connection. So he originally started. Not, he should write that book. He should. <laughs> the helper horse. <laughs> Horses are like, motherfucker, we always have been helper horse. I'd be like, okay, horse, get, get me, get my sandwich ready. <laughs> Just knocking over everything. It's like I'm doing my best. I don't have hands. Yeah, exactly. Get a fucking mule. I'm really large. This kitchen is tiny. <laughs> um. So, uh, I'm trying to light this candle for two days. Uh. So basically, um, this dude was like, 
I don't know. He's British. He did some like, oh, like he became a novelist in 1983 um, when he was in his 40s. Prior to that, he just did a bunch of like businessy consulting type stuff. So (laughs) he was more into monkey business at that time. If you're thinking about writing a novel, remember, Michael Stewart wrote a book about monkeys and had a failed movie made. You could, too. Yes. You could, too. Um, So, uh, let's see. Uh, He originally, the Twilight, okay, so Twilight Strike and the 51st were both, came out and were medium-sized hits. Um, And then Monkey Shines, when it was being published, um, got sold before it was published for the film rights based on because the popularity I mean, that makes of the first sense. two yeah imagine the um treatment on this you know I, if i was a producer i'd be like hell yeah let's lock that down mm-hmm. yeah exactly exactly um so yeah they bought the rights in 85 um and uh, production began in 87 uh romero was hired on not much else to say it was his big uh Big uh, studio feature. Studio. Yeah, mm-hmm. his big first big studio break. Um, George Romero, of course, best known for the uh, Night of the Living Dead series, Dawn yeah, of the Dead, he, Day of the Dead. For the kids out there, he invented the zombie. Yeah, exactly. It existed yeah. in folklore, the dead that comes back, but as what we know zombies to be were invented by the, this guy. The horde of zombies and the like. The slow moving, yeah. the brains, brains. Yeah, that was George Romero. He invented that. Um, he also, you know, he also had a few others. He did the crazies. He had a big chunk of a, a creep show was him. Um, yeah. And there are some Stephen King references in this for sure. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was, um, I had to remember that Stephen, it wasn't based on a Stephen King book because Stephen King's right. written Seems so like many. Cat's Eye was around this time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, it was a failure. So it caused him to say, "I'm not going to do this anymore. Um, I'm just going to go back to making my cheap indie movies." Um, but uh, yeah, so that's why we didn't get any more big budget uh, George Romero movies. Um, apparently, let's see. Um, George Romero says that they filmed like hundreds of hours of footage, like. For this, yeah, um, because of all the monkeys, but um, I was gonna say, yeah, you'd have to. There were like three different endings, apparently, and they kept switching what the ending was gonna be. Um, yeah. originally, um, I believe this is let's see, um, all right, yeah, and so we we didn't get the original ending, um, and it the dean steals the remaining brain tissue serum and injects it into all of the remaining test monkeys. Um, let's see. After Alan regains his ability to move on his own, um, the Dean is assaulted by animals rights protesters, um, and then, um, insults them and returns to the lab where it's discovered that all of the remaining monkeys have completely taken control of his mind. So that was like, so it was like, and like the original ending was like, like now the monkeys control the Dean (laughs) and like, (laughs) (laughs) and the admissions board. (laughs) they're gonna what are they gonna start doing animal research on people right so like that's the thing like what are these monkeys gonna do because they're still just it's still like like what what was it like eight monkeys 11 six five other monkeys that that were have control of a single dean (laughs) 
Like, yeah, is this like world domination isn't like gonna happen or anything? Like, well, that's when you know we often in pop culture see monkeys in little suits. That's what these guys would do. Yes, he's like, we're bringing the vending machines back into the cafeteria. Yeah, see, see the sequel, Monkey Business. I guess you know, exactly shines and then business. Uh, he's all I'm evolving. To whole new tax brackets. Right. Oh, and okay. So originally Romero was going to, um, originally, uh, Alan did not recover the ability to walk. That was, that was a studio change. That was, I'm made. sure. Yeah. Like, there has to be an up, there has to be a positive. Well, beat. yeah. Cause it's, it's not like the doctor's like, it wasn't getting hit by a car at all. <laughs> it turns out it's fine. What a weird twist. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Um, so, George Romero, um, our cast. Let's see. Uh, Jason Beggy. Yeah, Beggy. Um, okay. Are you shitting me? Like, this dude. Does he look like Ryan O'Neill or is it? Oh, yeah. Just me. Yeah, he does. So much. So much so that if I were Ryan O'Neill, I would have gone after this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Made sure his career was nothing. I guess it is. <laughs> Ryan O'Neill would have sued him for looking too much like him. He's a notoriously violent, angry guy. Yeah. yeah but I can't believe how much he looked like him. It was insane. Uh, Begay, uh, I, that's how I have always heard it pronounced. I, I watched a Scientology documentary, okay. and he is really outspoken against uh, Scientology. Mm. Um which destroyed his life uh, right. in a lot of ways, being an actor and being a Scientologist and wow. then not being a Scientologist. But he has a really, really interesting like uh, perspective on all of that experience and being brought in by Tom Cruise and right. Travolta. Well, yeah. So, he, yeah, he was brought in by the Elfmans, Bodie Elfman, yeah. who is uh, Jen Elfman's dad. Dad. Yeah. 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 Um, so, but um, apparently... Um, one of the things that caused him to leave, besides like the fact that it was Scientology, and he yeah, was, that was bonkers. Yeah, was um, he was good friends with David Duchovny, and when he became a Scientologist, he um, did, like that uh, David Duchovny was like, "No, bro, I can't hang out with you anymore." Yeah, and so um, afterwards, he got you know his his friendship with Duchovny. He was, and Duchovny helped him break away. Yeah, it, he's got a really interesting backstory. If you if you have any interest in cults. Uh, such as Scientology, at me Scientology. Well, and I think there's a whole list of like low time actors who were coaxed in. Like, look what it did for Travolta. Look what yeah. it did for Tom. And then it just never manifested for those. Yeah, people. exactly. And just how dejected they. Yeah. Like, like I'm almost clear. What the fuck? Yeah. Why uh, am I in monkey shines and not cocktail? Exactly. Well, it's like because you're, he's still Tom Cruise and you're still not. Right. Like, yeah. Um, so he. Yeah, like Quentin Tarantino had nothing to do with Travolta. Right. Exactly. Um, so uh, his big debut was in uh, Compromising Positions, starring against Susan Sarandon in 85. I vaguely remember that movie. Vaguely. Um, and then he got a uh, recurring role on a sitcom called First and Ten, starring alongside O.J. Oh. Simpson. I remember First and Ten. That was based on the uh, movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for some Born reason. Yeah. Um, 
Oh boy. Uh, so then after Monkey Shines, um, let's see, he uh, was in Thelma and Louise. He played a cop. Um, he was in G.I. Jane. And then he started getting roles on TV, Picket Fences, Melrose Place, Chicago Hope. He had regular roles in all of those. Um, and then, yeah, just lots of like hour-long dramas. He's been in a gazillion of them. And uh, he had a recurring role in his friend David Duchovny's show Californication after he left Scientology. Um, cool. Yeah. David helped him out. Uh, I remember that. He was uh, um, a writer in that, that uh, Duchovny's character uh, looked up to, I think. Mm. Mm. Um, but we saw his mangina. <laughs> oh, no. Wait. <laughs> Uh, um, he was uh, the uh, the writer was a uh, raging alcoholic, and he uh, like got drunk um, after not being drunk for a long time and uh, stripped naked and did the mangina. Oh no! Oh, the Buffalo on, Bill, on, Bill yeah. tucked in or out, uh, yeah, yep. <laughs> on top of the dinner table. Oh no! <laughs> See, now that's oh, good. yeah, yeah, church maybe. <laughs> Uh, I guess he's in Chicago PD now. That's his big thing now. He's been in Chicago PD yeah. for like the last like six, seven years. <laughs> but they gave the man giant edge. Very forward thinking. Uh, uh, we got John Pankow. Uh, he is playing. Uh, was that uh, Jeffrey? Jeffrey. Yeah. Yep. Jeffrey. He, he was on Mad About You or some. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What was it? It was uh, it was Mad About You. Yep. He was also in Episodes. Did you guys see that? The, oh, <laughs> where yeah. uh, um, what's his face? Matt uh, LeBlanc plays himself. That was actually a really funny show. Yeah. There's a scene where Matt LeBlanc and David um, Schwimmer playing themselves are at like a sheik's, like a, a Saudi Arabian <laughs> sheik's party who paid for them to be there because they're friends. And they're like, have you seen uh, Jennifer lately? Talking about Jennifer Aniston. And she's like, no, no, she won't come to these anymore after what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Saudi princes, man. Yeah. But uh, anyways, so, yeah. Um, John Pankow, uh, he was, oh, he played, um, he was in, let's see, he was in the Broadway Amadeus, playing Amadeus. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, on Broadway. Uh, he was uh, in To Live and Die in L.A. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Um, and let's see. Uh, God, he did, he did a ton, ton of stage stuff. But, um on film he was in oh wow he's in rambo <laughs> the secret of my success battery's not included oh my god no wonder he looked so familiar to me he was in a million yeah. movies that i forgot about um talk oh you guys remember talk head. radio that, oh yeah. yeah that movie was crazy um eric bogosian yeah yes yeah and then of course a ton of tv work even after mad about you uh let's see he's been in a bunch of law and order recently um, he was of, he was on uh, in two episodes of Chicago PD with his co-star. Yeah, this mm-hmm. movie. He was playing a monkey handler <laughs> for the police department <laughs> under uh, investigation. De- Detective Capuchin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that. Uh, we've got Kate McNeil as Melanie. Uh, she's best known as starring um, on As the World Turns throughout the eighties. Um, she was also in the house on soror- sorority row. Um, hmm. yeah, just before, um, that was in 83. So, uh, I'll do anything. 
The Caveman's Valentine in 2001. Oh, she was in Glitter, the uh, Mariah Carey movie. Um, yeah. Caveman's Valentine, I think that starred Forrest Whitaker. Okay. I, I have never heard of it. Um, yeah, Sam Samuel Jackson. Oh, the, okay. Um, I was thinking a ghost dog. But yeah, Glitter. Do you guys remember Glitter? It was released a week after 9-11, and for some reason it didn't do well. Is that Mariah Carey's movie? Yeah. 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 It was also not a great it's movie. It's a cult hit now. It is, yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was basically A Star is Born. I mean, but uh, a week after 9-11, people were not ready for that. Uh, <laughs> Joyce Van Patten playing Mama, whatever her name was. The mom. Bates. Yeah. Mother. <laughs> Mother. 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 Um, Joyce Van Patten. Um, God, she's been working. So is she related to Dick? Um, let me see. I'm not she sure. She looked like she could be. She did. Oh, her brother. Brother. She's, she's yeah, Dick Van Patten's sister. Wow. Yeah, that was my guess. All right. Cool. Huh. Crazy. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> the Van Pattens ruled that time. She did. She was uh, a regular on the Danny Kay show <laughs> alongside Bob Denver and Herb Edelman. <laughs> alongside. <laughs> yeah. My fellow compatriots. She mostly did TV work. So, like, throughout the 60s and 70s, Hawaii Five-0, The Untouchables, Twilight Zone, Jack Benny, D- Dobie Gillis, Andy oh. Griffith. A lot of that kind of stuff. Twilight Zone. Rockford Files. <laughs> Rockford Files, hell yeah. Oh, Bob Newhart show, The Odd Couple. Um oh she was in Oz and the oh, Sopranos. And the Sopranos, Whoa. yeah, that's crazy. Uh huh. I could see her in the Sopranos more than Oz. <laughs> yeah, Oz is fucking intense. Right. Uh um, so yeah, Christine Forst um as the uh the nurse. The fucking freeloader? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yes. It's like you're being paid. What are you doing here, even? If the monkey's doing all your work, what are you doing? Yeah, we see her do very little. <laughs> and she's so angry. But she, so angry. she was kind of a George Romero um, featured player. She was in uh, a bunch of his stuff. Um, the Dark Half, Dawn of the Dead. Um, that's what she's most well known for. Uh, we got Steven Root. Mr. Steven yep. Root. Dude, she is the wife of George Jimmy Romero. James. Oh, Christine she's Forrest? Oh, yes. Wow. They got huh. married in 81 and divorced. Former wife. Okay. Huh. Maybe he died in 2010. I don't know. He's like, just be like you're like. <laughs> she's she's <laughs> like so, the acting. Yeah, right. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I missed that. So, yeah. All right. So, we got Steven Root. Um, the... <laughs> Jimmy what James. Are, yeah, Jimmy, the man so nice that named him twice. <laughs> God, I love news radio. Um, yeah, Jimmy James, uh, of course, uh, Milton in Office Space. Um, he was Buck Strickland, King of the Hill. Um, uh, oh, he was uh, Gordon in Dodgeball. <laughs> <If Yeah>. he... <laughs> um, he's fantastic in Coen Brothers movies, especially. Oh, yeah. oh brother. brother, where art thou? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, he... the blind producer, right? Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stephen Root Gotta is take like care of that competition. That that dude, I fucking love that guy. Uh, if you guys haven't watched Barry, he is oh fucking incredible God. in Barry. He's so, so good. good in Barry. He's this never one been of my bad. favorite roles that I've ever seen him in. Yeah, yeah. his very very first movie was Crocodile Dundee Two, which came out that week. Yeah, this week. Well, um, 
yeah, this this, this is, movie and Crocodile Dundee. This is technically he filmed this movie first. Oh, okay, oh, that makes sense. And I, I was reading about Stephen Root being in this because I was like curious about him showing up at all. He had never done any film acting. He'd only done stage stuff, and they told him to lie. He said, "Just he said, lie, pretend that you've done some stuff, and you'll be fine. You'll do all right." It's perfect. He's a very particular kind of comedian. Yeah, I don't know who I'd compare him to. His timing, I yeah, mean. but he—he's great. Like even yeah. playing the bad guy, quote unquote, you know, the the antagonist in this movie, he still had some really funny beats, man. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, he's been the bad guy before, and yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, he has a presence. It's very interesting. I love Stephen. Well, Root. it's crazy how much he was like featured, like renowned character actor Stephen Root throughout the nineties. And yeah. then by the 2000s, he was kind of just known for like being like, he's Steven Root. Yeah. Yeah. Because like he was like some of these things he was in, he was in um, VR Warshawski, Dave, Robocop 3, Extreme Justice, Dave. Night of the Scarecrow, Krippendorf's Tribe, which is a goddamn travesty. <laughs> that movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my true. Lord. Oh, but um, yeah. Uh, he's he's the man in High Castle. He, I forgot about that. He is the, he is the man. The, in he the is the man. man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, Stanley Tucci. Oh, hang hang on. Uh, Stephen Root. He's uh four episodes of the new Masters of the Universe Revelation. Oh, he is the voice of Cringer slash Battle Cat. <laughs> That's awesome. Cringer, nice. Cringer. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, all the Masters of the Universe um and uh, Thundercats. Uh, figures I had in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Because they were the same size, so they could play together, unlike Star Wars and G.I. Joe, which were too small to play with, like Thundercats and Masters of the Universe. There's a great documentary on Netflix, The Toys That Made Us, and, um, yeah, they talk about why he meant that size. (laughs) Was it it steroids? It was steroids? It had to do with molds or a design that they already owned. Sure. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, all right, uh, Stanley Tucci, uh, his, his first movie was Pritzi's Honor. That's a good movie too. Yeah. Uh, with, uh, Jack and, uh, Mickey Rourke, Mickey Rourke, but also, uh, what's her face? Angelica Houston. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, he was in, oh God, uh, Prelude to a Kiss, um, like the nineties is where he really started breaking out, I think. Um, let's see. Oh, he when he played Puck in a Midsummer Night's Dream. Do you get? Did you guys yeah. see that? That was so yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, lately he's he's known for like the Saturday Night Live memes, like the Tucci Gang. He's on BoJack sometimes, right? He is he BoJack's oh, yeah. old partner. Yeah, and... yeah. He plays Herb Kazaz on BoJack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If I need you to write a rap, we're trying. We just can't think of a rhyme that comes up, and I'm here to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, when they go up, they go to the uh, the L.A. Um, uh, the observatory. Observatory. <laughs> the Griffith, yeah, yeah, they're like, wow. I wonder why no one's ever filmed up here before. <laughs> So <laughs> um, but yeah, Tucci, um, he was, uh, he, let's see, he was nominated for his film and for his role in Spotlight for an Oscar. Um, 
and of course, he voiced Leonardo da Vinci in the P- Mr. Peabody and Sherman movie. Of course. Of course. Oh, of course. But he's Stanley Tucci, you know. Isn't that Emma Stone movie Easy A? And he's pretty funny. Oh, God. It. Yeah. He played her, her dad in that. Yeah. Yeah. Which I would have her loved. biological parents, but they had an adopted kid. Yes. And it's just like there's a scene, and then it's just um, uh, Stanley Tucci and the adopted kid who's African American. And he just turns to him so casually. He's like, So where are you from originally? <laughs> <laughs> Who was his wife in that? It was somebody. It was. um, um Yeah, Patricia Clarkson. That's right. God, I would have loved to have had them as parents. <laughs> that was a kind of a low key, fun movie. It oh, didn't get as much I think Easy A is like super. super un- bad. Yeah, it's super underrated. That was a great movie. I agree. Um, but yeah, he's in like been in everything. He makes like five movies a year and has for like the last 20 years. Oh, big trouble. Oh yeah. That was no. a good one. Sorry. I'll go ahead. Um, we saw him in the first Avenger Captain America. That's Dr. right. Abraham yeah. Erskine. That's, oh, right. that's right. That's right. And, uh, speaking of our, um, our leading man, Jason Begay. Yes. Uh, was, in X-Men First Class. Who was he in that? Wow. He was a, the character was XO, so he was like one of the executive officers on one of the boats, I huh. think. Oh, uh, when they were doing the whole standoff thing at the end. That's what I'm assuming. I, I didn't notice him at the time. Hmm. Bay of Pigs. Interesting. Um, Janine Turner played Linda. Northern uh, Exposure. Northern Exposure. Yeah. Um, Love that show. She, yeah, she... Um, her in this movie, and then plus Northern Exposure, she was definitely a uh, a tween throws crush on my crush list. Yeah, had a crush on. Yeah, yeah. I remember her from Northern Exposure. I don't remember much. <laughs> yeah, but I remember her. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. Uh, additionally, uh, rounding out our cast here, uh, William Newman as Doc Williams. <laughs> The old guy? The old doc, yeah. yeah. He's a character actor. <laughs> yeah, we've seen him a bunch. Uh, let me see. Uh, he was the... Uh, uh, let's he, see. He, he was, was obviously always old. Yeah, oh, clearly. He, um, God, oh, my God, yeah. He goes back to, like, the 70s. Um, Squirm was his first movie. <laughs> he played Quigley <laughs> in Squirm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was in Silver Bullet, which keeps... And Stephen it, King, yeah, yeah, which is definitely on my short list of uh of uh horror movies every every October. Um, Mosquito Coast, Serpent in the Rainbow, Funny Farm, Leprechaun, Mrs. Doubtfire, Jury Duty. Yeah, this dude's been in a ton of stuff. The he, craft. He was in the the TV adaptation of The Stand from the nineties. Mm, yep. Mm. Um. Yeah. So he's a character actor that gets around for sure. Uh, oh, he was uh he was in three episodes of The Tick. Oh, okay. Um, with uh, Putty. Yeah. Um, Which iteration? Oh, okay. the 2000s tick, right? Or like early yeah. 2010s. He was the cape. Huh. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Tootie Wiggins played Esther. <laughs> Tom what? Quinn is Charlie Cunningham. Patricia Talman as party guest. And David Early as the anesthetist. Oh, yeah. And uh, let's see. Um, Boo was the name of the monkey that played Ella. Little Boo and Frank Welker, Mr. Scooby Doo, did the <laughs> voice. Did the of voice course. of the monkey. <laughs> so uh, uh, it's sad. This is uh, Boo's only film. I guess the 
uh, it was such a non-success that she decided to give up acting. She well, retired. Well, after she got involved with Scientology, <laughs> it was really downhill. <laughs> <laughs> she became the sheriff of a little town. <laughs> um, James A. Contner, uh did the uh, was uh, the director of photography on this. I'm. I recognized the name, and I just thought I'd share. He did all of the Buffy, Angel, and Firefly. He did a ton of X-Files. He did a ton of Star Trek Enterprise. Actually, the music was all right in this, yeah. Well, no, that was uh, he was the director of photography. Oh. so um, Even cooler. Yeah. Um, that kind of rounds out our uh, production. Well, I just want to throw out a shout to Tom Savini, special effects. You oh know, yes you're, he's been in a few movies i think some kevin smith movies but anyways he started with george so he's sort of also a co-creator of zombies yes yeah those were hit you know blood dripping and the, yeah that that was tom okay cool. so that's why it's funny to see these tiny little monkey paws that were you <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there but jesus uh, um yeah, so uh, the uh, the music stuck out at me because it was not great. <laughs> like it was great, but in an eighty, I don't know. Um, I was just yeah, looking. Yeah, technically, at, I don't know, but it had some good suspense beats. Yeah, but then also there were points where it was like, "Are you just like?" It seemed like he was just doing um the what was it like the the Enter the Gladiators the. But this is the guy that this is um, what is his name? It is David Shire. So he did uh, all the president's men, the conversation, wow. the taking of Pelham what? one two three. What? Yeah, uh, Saturday Night Fever. He did Zodiac, Rear Window, the nineteen ninety eight remake of Rear Window, which I guess that's a movie that exists. Um, uh, short, Easy premise. Yeah, Short Circuit. Um, oh God, you devil! He did twenty ten, the two thousand one. He did. So he he scored Apocalypse Now, but it was rejected by um, Francis Ford Coppola. Wow. But Coppola used him in the conversation. Yeah. And whatever that was. Yeah, exactly. Um, this movie. Huh. He, he was the pit pianist. Movie. And our next movie is an odd and creative. On Broadway. Oh. Jeez. Oh. That's interesting. In the pit. Um, so, yeah, very, very storied uh, uh composer there uh this movie was uh reviewed by siskel and Ebert. that's why i love when we do throwbacks yep. yeah movie and our next movie is an odd and creative somewhat confused thriller named monkey shines directed by george romero the man who will be forever famous for making night of the living dead his story this time involves a relationship between a quadriplegic and a very intelligent monkey who has been trained to help him with simple tasks around the house but no matter how that sounds this is not a warm and positive human interest story this is not the movie of the week on television it leaves you with a warm feeling in your heart Nope, this one is a scary thriller in which the monkey turns into a malevolent mind reader who uses its animal instincts to carry out the hero's secret dreams of revenge, even against the hero's conscious will. At first, though, the addition of cute little Ella the monkey seems like a great idea to the hero, played by Jason Begay. This monkey seems more intelligent than the normal simian, and no wonder it has been injected with human brain cells in a secret experiment. The monkey is telepathic and able to communicate its savage instincts to human beings so that 
anyone around this monkey gets savaged too. But that's only one of the threads in this movie, which also involves a drug-crazed mad scientist, a love story, a nasty and vindictive nurse, a strangled parakeet, a couple of murders, and a sneaky surgeon who steals his patient's girlfriend. Not to mention, of course, a medical miracle and all of those great tricks by the monkey. In fact, I think Monkey Shines would have been about 50% better if it had contained about 50% less plot. You've got to give this movie credit. It doesn't play safe. There's nothing in it that's routine or predictable, but it's a structural mess that needed a big rewrite to whip it into shape. They should have taken out, I think for starters, the mother, and I, I enjoyed the nurse, but the nurse's parakeet could have gone. Yeah. I'm giving this movie, I'm affectionate about this movie, but I've got to give it thumbs down because yeah. it's just not disciplined in what it wants it to is. do. One of the things that's not disciplined, and I didn't care for it either, is how slow it takes to get the monkey malevolent. I mean, I think we go through at least a couple of reels in setting up all this experiment. You don't know where this film is going. I think I think if there was editing to be done, I'd edit it right off the top before. And then well, I I didn't. You see, I thought at first it was going to be a do-gooder, warm-hearted movie about yes, this wonderful I know. monkey and you know. But it so, wasn't going to. And be. then the fact that it turned was was it didn't amusing to me. It did I mean, not it was interesting to me. It did not surprise me that it was going to turn. I mean, I, when well, I think George, you knew that the subtitle of the movie was an experiment in terror. Maybe no, that was a clue. That was a clue. It should have been a clue for you and also George Romero makes thrillers and so i yeah, knew that uh, that was another big clue so i think okay <laughs> um the movie poster should have been a tip-off yeah like yeah. he said what, yeah roger said uh, oh this looks heartwarming yeah like what did right. you, what were you thinking he roger? was thinking every which way but loose and bedtime for bonzo and apes of pop and this is our second monkey movie uh-huh. Yeah, we've had two uh. monkey movies now. Um, if you are not a patron, buck a month. You can listen to every which. Oh no, we put that on the uh, we put that on the free yeah. feed earlier this oh, month. Oh right, yeah. that was free. Yeah, yeah, every which way but loose. Um, so yes, that is. Um, our reviews. It has fifty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and that's about it, guys. You ready to jump into the movie? Yep. Yep. Whatever it takes, fuckface. <laughs> uh, here we go. This is Monkey Shy. We open with a disclaimer that no monkeys were hurt during the filming. <laughs> that, we, that was important. It that was, was, especially important. in 1988, and there was so much monkey business going I, I think animals. That all, saying that out front said a lot about the movie, too. Yeah. Know? Absolutely. Right, which, you know, we, we were talking off air, but like, that's what made it not. Funny or ironically funny. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It helped it be serious. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe this is a spoiler, but I'm pretty sure they used a real dead bird. Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. way it, it fell, it looked like a dead bird. It was a dead head. parakeet. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they didn't so kill it. Maybe they just waited for a bird to die. Yeah. I would I, hope so. Yeah. I just mean, yeah. checking the pet stores like any birds die yet. Got a dead bird. Well, well, as as someone who used, <laughs> I need a fix. As as someone who used to own a pet store that had um, parakeets in it, yes, we always have dead parakeets. Those things, <laughs> those things the pop circle. off left and right. They're like, yeah. But I mean, I cannot agree with Roger Ebert. Yeah, I think the parakeet was a interesting thing, and it was character turning. It yeah, made yeah. us like start looked at Ella in a different way. Well, well it was a little heavy handed the way that they delivered it with the nurse being such an asshole and having the bird. She yeah, could have just nurse. had the bird, you know. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, but then I'll yeah, I mean, it was 
it's a George Romero film in 1988. Heavy handed is all it knows how to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, all right. Then we get a short credit sequence and we cut to a nice suburban house. Alan Mann. His name is Alan Mann. Yep. Man versus monkey. When it's actually a robot versus a man. A man versus monkey. But it was really robots versus monkeys. Yeah. Yeah. So he wakes up next to his n- naked girlfriend, does some naked exercise. <laughs> yeah, that's like violent yoga that he's doing. Like, yeah. You're supposed to move slow. He is like, I hate my body, man. No, he loves it. He's like, look at me using my legs. I'm fucking using them. <laughs> they kept when he. OK, so yeah, <laughs> fucking loving them. He loads up with bricks. <laughs> yeah. Goes for a run. With Talk about ankle and yeah. wrist weights on. Yeah, yep. he is now, serious. Does he load up that backpack every morning and then unload it when he gets back from the run? <laughs> right? Why does yeah, he should have a brick bag? Yeah, he should just leave it. the bricks in the bag because you don't want to use that bag for other things that aren't bricks. <laughs> like Gogurt's. Right? Example. It's going to get all full of brick dust. <laughs> um, yeah, they really drove that point home that this guy's a very physical. Right, and when he was running, they kept showing shots of just his legs. <laughs> just like, look at the legs. He look, loves he's his got legs, he and lo- he knows he how works. to use them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he loves his legs. If there's one guy that loves having legs, it's this guy. <laughs> so um, I know that they had to move things along exposition wise, but that's one problem I had with the script is um, his accident. You know, I understand less is more, but I don't know. Yeah. Like it a, happened dog, real- a dog scares him into traffic. Yeah, basically. Or just, they just, you know, he should have just swung that bag of bricks at the dog. <laughs> yeah, he should have. <laughs> like what? a ton of bricks. I was expecting. Or like show him on the ground, maybe. Or I was, show, a- you know, there was just the grill of the truck. Yeah. And him flying through the air. Yes, and then the bricks hitting the heavy with bricks. Yeah, to add insult to injury, his bricks bricks spill and get broken. That was strapped to him. How did the bricks all fly out? The the part I really hated was the brick that hit me in the face. I feel like the bricks were what caused him. Well, until we get to the doctor scene later in the movie, but you land on a pile of bricks, you're gonna break your fucking back. Discover he had. some sort of genetic defect in his neck and he could have just become paralyzed at any second. Any second. A sneeze would have done it. Like, what the fuck? Uh, I think the genetic defect was the desire to carry a bag of bricks and wear ankle and wrist. (laughs) That is a defect. Yeah, Yeah, it's going to slow your uh, reaction movements quite a bit. When, yeah. when when I saw like I just sh- like we saw the dog through the fence and for a split second I thought it was a monkey that was going to jump out at him. <laughs> I it was going to be a whole all, ironic I've already thing. been helping. I thought it was going to be this ironic thing. He's like a monkey. I hate monkeys. A monkey causes. <laughs> They're the worst when I'm brick jogging. <laughs> so all right, um, <laughs> that monkey's already been helping people. He went door to door with a flyer. He's <laughs> like, can you I mow your lawn? <laughs> I don't want to just panhandle. <laughs> um, so, all right. He uh, ends up in surgery <laughs> with Dr. Wiseman. The doctor's name is Wiseman. We have a yep. man and Wiseman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, then we cut to his recovery room, and he now has a, I use this term loosely, 
beard. <laughs> um, yeah, time passes. Um, yeah, that's the only marker of time passing. Yeah, yeah, is his like that's I've seen more realistic beards on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> it yeah, was for sure. Really bad. Um, on Keenan on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we cut to his house sometime later. <laughs> There's a party. His mom's, his mom's like, yeah, his mom's like, it's a celebration, guys. They're the biggest assholes ever. Let this man come home and settle in. We yeah, met, and we met so many people who we like either don't see again or see again for twenty seconds. There was so much of this movie cut out. I'm sure of it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it had a weird like vibe, like it was awake. Yeah. It didn't seem like a party. It didn't feel like a party. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But also, like, you're paraplegic and this is the first time coming home. You really want this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we cut to his house. There's the party. Um, we discover he was in law school and played sports. We meet his mom, and Dr. Wiseman comes to visit. We, um, his girlfriend, Linda, and Dr. Wiseman exchange some flirty glances. Well, <laughs> and we, we find out that Linda hasn't been to visit him at all. Yes. At all. In recovery. She's having second thoughts for sure. <laughs> but she did go to the hospital to visit Dr. Wiseman, we find out. Right. Yeah. He's all, hey, baby. I can walk around. And she's like, listen, I was dating a man, but now I'm dating a wise man. <laughs> <laughs> I've Which moved rat. up. Yes. Tucci-sized rat. Yeah. If you had the chance to date Tucci, wouldn't you? <laughs> Yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's Stanley Sorry Tucci. To admit. Um, so uh, Alan arrives. We discover he and his girlfriend are breaking up. We meet his new nurse, Marianne, who was hired by his mother to do absolutely nothing. Yes. <laughs> They're yeah. like, this bitch is so not good at her job. So we brought in a monkey. She didn't hire her from an agency. This seems like she was helping her friend out. Like, oh, you need a job. My son needs a nurse. It's kids. She's the most put happen. upon nurse ever. And she berates the guy who can't move. Yes, yeah. constantly. And she lets her bird fly. <laughs> like, God, she's the. Why does she need a bird? Well, it's her pet. Okay, so she's a live-in nurse, but we only see her watching TV. You know, like, yeah, she's yeah. we don't get the like her. the awkward like diaper moment or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, we right, never where see. She's bathing him. We never yeah. see her bathing him. The only person we ever see bathing. <laughs> Is his, his mother. mother. <laughs> not his girlfriend, not the nurse, just his mom. Not the monkey. Yes. <laughs> we did see uh, Nurse Ratchet uh, fill up the sippy cup one time. That's, That's true. true. When uh, Dr. Wiseman prescri- prescribed the double scotch. That's right. She's like, and we always water it down. No ice. Why? I'd be like, leave the bottle. <laughs> I well, used to run around with bricks. And that shit's in a sippy cup? Yeah. I think he'll be okay yeah. with ice. Yeah, the ice yeah. the ice isn't gonna like he's not gonna choke to death on the on a chunk of ice that can make it through the sippy cup lid. Yeah. What's he gonna do? Drive? Let the guy drink. Yeah. Um so all right. Uh we, then we meet his best friend Jeffrey, who's a scientist. scientist. In the loosest sense of the term. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's he's a, more of an experiment than he is a scientist. Yeah, yeah yes. But I love smoking Marlboros. He shows lab, up. Yeah, Chinese leftovers with the serum. I, yeah, exactly. Like I, I understand why the dean's on this dude. <laughs> I definitely do. The first thing we do is see him inject like a ton of liquid. 
that yeah. red liquid into his veins, <laughs> which which gets one line of comment, like of like exposition about, and then we just move on. Well, and just assume that he doesn't sleep. Right. Well, okay. And right. and he talks about it. He mentioned the name of it, which I can't remember. Um, Parnate. Parnate, which isn't yeah. actually a speed, as far as I can tell. It's an antidepressant. Yes. Uh, can that could be an upper. Yeah, it, I guess. It can induce sleeplessness. Okay. Restlessness. All right. <laughs> but Restless. to inject that shit, raw dog, into your veins? Yeah. Oh, my God. He's just And that's a lot. That is a large quantity of whatever drug you were injecting. You, yes. you know, it'd be like a saline mix and it would look clear. That is like a goopy red paste that he's just putting straight <laughs> yeah. into his veins. It's sriracha. Like, oh, shit. That, it's yeah, exactly. Straight sriracha. Because it keeps the, the fridge so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, this dude is, yeah, this is not good science. <laughs> I can tell yeah. myself. His, this guy's name should have been Dr. Fucking Needle, too, because every time you see him, he has a hypodermic needle in his hand. Oh, or his mouth. Or his mouth. Yeah. Yes. His mouth. Um, so anyway. Yeah, so uh anyways, he's doing he's doing science. He's got one monkey showing the most progress. We discovered that the dean's on his ass. Jeffrey gets a message from Linda, realizes he misses missed Alan's party, heads over to his house. Can we just describe this science that he is doing though? He is he has a piece of a human brain that he He carves, carves up some chilled chilled human brains. Yes. Yeah, and then well he cuz he gets it raw. Yes, you know, and in a paper, a, he even mentions an abnormal type situation. Was it in a paper bag? <laughs> I remember. No, it was in like it was in like a cylinder, and okay. he was like carrying it around, like you know, like just I, I got my prop going. But yeah, and then he scrapes the brain into a. He freezes light. it. He cry. He freezes it like in like dry ice, something. I don't know. He freezes it and then scrapes off some, and then liquefies that and <laughs> injects it into a monkey. That's it. That's all he does. That seems to yeah. That's yeah. Nice. There there are some steps missing here. Was this person a uh, psychic? You know, yes. they, they have telekinetic powers. How is injecting <laughs> brain, liquefied human brain, into a monkey going to make that monkey smarter and <laughs> cause a psychic link? Yeah. yeah. Oh my lord! I'll take the I'll take the making monkey smarter part. Really? Because I right. don't know we'll, if I well, take we'll that. Well, suspend disbelief. Sure. Yeah, I'll suspend disbelief to that point. But going beyond that point, I'm like, holy shit, man. I'm walking over a ledge here. Like, where yeah. are we going with this? Yeah. Is, yeah. He gonna, is right. the monkey going to control electricity with its fingers and breathe fire and shoot right. lasers out of its eyes? Yeah, like, and of all people, George Romero should know that just consuming brains does not make you smarter. Yes. <laughs> um, they mentioned somewhere in the film that the part of the brain was from the memory cortex. Yes. Okay. Um, That's right. The and the the prefrontal. Uh, prefrontal they, yeah. So they actually carved off the right piece <laughs> in our shot. So this right. So it scientifically, the, the it all checks bleak. out then. <laughs> yeah. I'll stamp. Uh, um. So all right. Uh. Then. Uh. Yeah. Jeffrey heads over to Alan's house. They talk. Alan tells him how depressed he is. Is his situation. We get some scenes with Alan and his mom and the nurse who has a parakeet named Bogey that Alan hates. And his mom just like, look at you. Pictures of, here's some film of you running around on your legs at work. (laughs) Just loving your legs. You silly for it. Have you been thinking about this at all? Because I want you to think about this. Let's sit and think together. How much you used to love using those legs, which you don't use anymore for some reason. Oh, yes, the accident. 
this guy does seething rage and resentment pretty damn well. Yeah. <laughs> and then just those eyes. And then just like intense, like, I'm gonna rip your heart out with my teeth. Like his voice too. He does, yeah. Jesus, dude. Yeah. Fuck you up. Yeah. Sit on my lap. <laughs> yeah. So then Jeffrey shows up. There's some animal rights protesters vandalizing his building. For at first I thought it was just like teen ruffians. So did I. And then I saw one of them was like 40, and I was like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> um, the deans puts pressure on Jeffrey to produce some results with his monkey experiments. This shot this shot drove me nuts because they're spray painting on the door, and he's like, ah, scram. This is my, my lab. He walks in the door and right into Steven Root's office. Right. Like, there was no, that door goes to. There was no cut of like a hallway or like. A, a laboratory environment. Right. He's just like into the dean's office. Oh, hey, somebody's in here, right? It just make it just makes me think that his character was sitting there going like, "Oh, I I can't leave. I was gonna go home, but I can hear those kids with the rattle can out front, right? I better wait. Like, like shoot some B roll, <laughs> just some legs walking down a hall for two and a half seconds. For real, yeah. It it made the campus feel like it was in a trailer. Yeah, you know. Uh, uh, so, all right. Meanwhile, Al Allen is having trouble with his his with, with his new Alexa that he got installed in his house. His nest, his ring. This man does not have the numbers and their corresponding thing that they do written down anywhere that he can see or memorized. Yeah. yeah, you would think that he would like have it there, like on his yeah. little book thing. Yeah, to be like, stuff- oh shit. I keep saying 11. I mean, seven. Duh. I'll yeah. get it straight Which one of these days. Which number gets a monkey out of the house? <laughs> <laughs> but also, so this technology did not exist in 1988. Yeah. It's fairly new even now. Like, it's this, been the last takes, five years. This is Be like true. Ferris Bueller's room meets 2001. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, because it has the voice Horrible. activation. It has to be listening for him to say the numbers all the time. Like, Google and Alexa are constantly listening to you. Yeah. And, yeah, misreading what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> so he's, like, he's like, number 11, did you say running? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, number eight. Ordering a cheeseburger from McDonald's. Number seven, calling Kevin. You're like, no. <laughs> Not Kevin, no. Oh, hey, Kev, what's up? <laughs> um, so, all right. Um, yes, he's not enjoying being a quadriplegic. <laughs> Jeffrey comes to his house and finds that he's attempted suicide. <laughs> it's not the Roth Roger Ebert promised. This, shit, this shot, I was like, okay, it's a Romero movie. This is brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some stuff in here that's pretty hardcore for sure. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, and and that's that's pretty realistic too. You know, the the only thing that he could find to kill himself is the garment bag. Yeah, it's literally the only thing. Although I am curious as how he got himself in there because he would have had to have like ducked down. Like even that would have been yeah. a struggle to get in there. Uh, he had the parakeet help him. <laughs> the parakeet's like, yeah, dude, I fucking hate you. I'll get you in there. <laughs> You know, fly all over your I'm fucking face. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so he winds up back in the hospital where Dr. Wiseman, who is, I might add, is a surgeon and should not be. And pres- a wise man. <laughs> yes. Should not be like taking care of like his like mental health afterwards as being a surgeon. Every little detail. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah. Um, tells Alan's mom uh, she should go back home. Jeffrey discovers that Dr. Wiseman is now dating Linda. 
Uh, yeah, we, that's cold, man. That I, I will say his cold. his it's, delivery of the comments to the mom was great. Like you're clearly not helping. Yeah, right. like that's that's the one redeeming thing that he does. <sighs> In this He's movie. an actor, man. Yeah, no, yeah, that is the bad news. Well, yeah, like you didn't help. Obviously, you were there. What the hell were you doing? Yeah, Tucci, Tucci's good in this. Like he really is. Yeah. He's Stanley Tucci, like for sure. Um, so uh, let's see. We cut to Melanie Parker, who has a farm and also trains monkeys. Monkey farm. <laughs> Monkey yeah. farm Monkey. with her nuclear testing, like detailed mock. Yeah. Room. Yeah. This like is the monkey room. <laughs> but then they go walk in. She has horses. When does she have time for horses with all those monkeys? Helper horses. Like yeah, the, the, monkeys help. horses. <laughs> the monkeys help her train the helper horses. They're the right. golf flows downhill. <laughs> How many monkey train dolphins? Will there be? You know. <laughs> Some of the monkey there's like a monkey horse whisperer. <laughs> yes. Well, one at first, but he'll train the others. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Jeffrey visits her and proposes that she trains one of his monkeys to help Alan. He does not tell her that he's experimented on it. So is that he's how been... that works? Can you, like, I brought my own monkey. Can you train it? <laughs> You're just going to have to trust me on this. this is one... he injected with brains? <laughs> no. Not at all. Why would you say that? She did say uh, it's highly irregular, but okay. Yeah. Highly irregular or something like that. There's always a highly irregular, but sure. But sure, yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah. Uh, you seem to be a put-together, well-respected scientist. She's not going to look she a gift monkey in the mouth. <laughs> nope. Yeah, you don't want to do either. that because they'll go for your face. You grabbed the wrong monkey. <laughs> you grabbed evil. Uh, so, all right. <laughs> We cut to Alan's house sometime later. Jeffrey and Melanie arrive with Ella, the monkey, and introduce Alan to her. Marianne, the nurse, dislikes the monkey from the get-go. Alan and Ella bond immediately. Uh, the monkey likes to dance. They set up... <laughs> so All she wants to do is... <laughs> what, what if the monkey hadn't liked Alan initially? Yeah. Like everybody else. What if right? it was? Yeah, she was like, I don't know. I don't think this is going to work out. No. <laughs> I'm going to go back to the lab and get some <laughs> so, more injections. Yeah. So he can't help at all, you're saying? Yeah, uh, yeah so uh, they set up the house and Alan's motorized wheelchair to be monkey-friendly. Um, Melanie and Alan start developing a friendly relationship. Um, and uh, this was one of Marianne's shitty attitude lines just uh there's like you're his care provider it's like god has given me that burden yes yeah just, like oh my god yeah <laughs> well, like, you're in the wrong like, business obviously you can quit your job that's yeah. what i kept saying like you can just quit or that's alan alan you can fire her <laughs> like both of you right. don't need to stay in this situation yeah, she could be like he's a problem patient I can't do this. You're a caretaker, yeah. a home nurse. Like you're, this dude's quadriplegic, and he used to be an athlete. You have to understand, he's a little grumpy. Yeah. Except she strikes he's me as somebody. She wants to work with the elderly so that she can like steal money and jewelry. From <laughs> right. Yeah. He's a little too perceptive. His vision is still too keen. Like, ah. <laughs> he has no valuables, just lots of travel posters. Yes. Like in his bathroom. Yeah. Well, and in, in his kitchen, there was a big poster that just said dinner. 
<laughs> he has <laughs> okay, grown, lemon shit right there. This grown man has posters. Like I got posters up on my wall. But in his bathroom and his kitchen, right. those are weird places to have posters. It you know? really is, yeah. Um, yeah, the bathroom is a weird place to have a poster. You want something framed in a bathroom because all of the like humidity. Moisture, from, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all the little poo-poo particles are going to get all of your Jamaica posters. Yeah. You know, that Farrah poster. <laughs> Do you think those were posters that he picked up on his trip to Jamaica or just to inspire him to eventually take that trip to their, Jamaica? Their travel agent. Uh, posters, their travel yeah. posters you see in there, like make it in Jamaica or you know Aspen. Well, there's go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's Aspen City slogan. Kind of it is. Right. <laughs> um, so all right, um, there's uh, we get kind of a montage here. It's a little long to be a mon- like the shots are the scenes are a little long to be a montage, but it's a bunch of them cut together. It's kind of like a super montage of yeah. Ella helping Alan while Marianne is just angry. Um, Alan decides to go back to school and shave his beard. Um, okay, so I want to point out that that professor was at the coming home party and or introduced whatever. herself. Yes, yeah, and said, "Will he be able to come back?" She seemed concerned that he wouldn't be able to participate. Yes, in his courses, mm-hmm. and then she has a very different attitude once he's able to. She does, and we also at that party met his coach, who we never meet again. No, well, why? <laughs> well, yes, but also, like, why introduce? <laughs> he's him? off the team, man. <laughs> why introduce us to him then? Like, why did we meet the coach? I, I don't know. Just to. Show you how much his life is going to change. I guess. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Melanie helps him shave his beard with a straight razor, which is not something people were using in 88 with any regularity. Um, Nor did they have a monkey-sized one. Yes, but... <laughs> yeah. But, Just yeah. The, the, the straight razor thing. They love using straight razors in movies. I have never... like. Okay, My yeah. barber still does it. Yeah, yeah, I get the straight razor on the neck thing, but like people weren't shaving at home with straight razors in 1988. That was like more 1938. More the color purple. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, uh, well, have you ever tried to kill a man with a Gillette? <laughs> Got an electric razor, just like jabbing. just laying it against. We'll, we'll get to that where Ella starts to be confused about her own abilities. Yes. Um, yeah. So Alan goes back to school. Ella helps him in class. They think it's hilarious that yeah, this quadriplegic would attempt to learn. And the professor had this like, oh, brother, type, you know, Be like a monkey. I wanted him back, but not a monkey. I didn't bargain for a monkey when I agreed to let him in. The monkey's carrying a B average on, on her own. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, Alan. So were they were they implying that uh, she knew he knew the answer? That's hard to or say. Was, was she just uh, aping the rest of the class by raising uh, her hand? I that, thought she was just aping, but that's an interesting point. Yeah, that, whether he meant to or not, it's interesting. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I, I think that yeah, the the monkey was reading his mind. Yeah, yeah, that would <laughs> the track. people versus monkey. <laughs> I would like to cite. <laughs> the people versus monkey monkey. <laughs> Ted and Alice. Um, so, all right. Um, Alan and Melanie go fishing. Melanie does not know how to catch a fish. 
when you get a bite, you don't just start running away from the lake <laughs> with the fishing pole. You start reeling it in. Look at her bragging on her legs. <laughs> she, she got a bite and just started running. Like, what are you doing? Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, we discover that Ella can help Alan make phone calls with punch cards. She's getting smarter. Jeffrey discovers that the dean has been snooping around his lab when he's not there. And Jeffrey, I like the I like the little uh, the thing where uh, Ella wouldn't call Jeffrey because uh, because he was because oh, she saw him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that like, was neat. Like, yeah, there's no reason to call. He's right here. Yeah, and uh, that's something that a monkey, you know what I mean, could figure out. Like a, a dog can tell <laughs> if you're hiding behind a door. You know what I'm saying? So that mm-hmm. was cool. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah, that was. Um, so yeah, Jeffrey Jeffrey is secretly still injecting Ella with brain juice. Um, Jeffrey and the dean have some conflict. The dean is suspicious <laughs> of Jeffrey's experiments. The dean, the I'm of suspicious lab. of the dean's experiments. Right. He's got a rat swimming around. He just <laughs> tossed half full aquarium. He just yeah. for his own entertainment. He just yeah, not even doing anything. Tell you what would happen there? He, but but to be no fair, need to experiment. To, but to be fair, I did notice the dean's wearing like a lab coat and he has gloves and like goggles and like safety equipment and everything's clean. He hasn't been smoking and eating Chinese <laughs> food and like injecting himself with a stimulants. <laughs> True. Um so all right. <laughs> Back at Alan's uh house, he has a fight with Marianne and her parakeet attacks him as he's sleeping. That was both Early. kind of terrifying and also like why would a parakeet do that? Really? Maybe he had like maybe he had some grains in his teeth or something. Yeah, I mean again, I know, I, I've known some pretty Aggressive birds. It was uh, yeah. picking at his eyes too. Yeah, it was. But I mean, I've been around parakeets a lot, and they're yeah. You mean you had a pet store? Yeah, but and they're they're very timid birds. Like they are going to run away from you as even if they know you, they're going to try to run away. What if they ha- really hate they you? Though? Well, if they really if they really hate you and you have a psychic monkey, they may go after your eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't have a psychic monkey in your uh, in your shop, did that you? That was the big well. <laughs> so that's your first problem. <laughs> this monkey. I can replace it. <laughs> you want to? I got to order the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> They're not cheap. They got to come all the way from Taiwan. Did you ever have monkeys in your shop? I have to ask. No, 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 nothing no, like that. Exotic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. So um, he nearly falls out of the bed. Um, thanks to Marianne, who he, I mean, he calls her Nurse Ratchet. I mean, yeah, yeah he's a dick. But it, again, it's like, why did you stick around? This is just a really, well, really toxic relationship. It is. She put one rail up on the bed, and he <laughs> fell out the other side. Yes. Also, he really is moving his head in order to pull his entire body. <laughs> yes yes he is he's like all that brick training you know i i literally i like i like sat up on my couch and was like how much force does he have to use <laughs> yeah. to pull his entire body that is laying down out of the they bed. went with that as a choice I, he's just I'm sorry like, if that's insensitive his head up and then <laughs> flips his body out to the yeah <laughs> you like, think his, is, nothing but his neck muscles just like yeah, 
He is really working for that end <laughs> result. Like, 11, 11. <laughs> like, I didn't carry bricks in my backpack for nothing. For nothing. <laughs> yeah. Turns out you did. Uh, so, all right. Al, uh, let's see. Um, he really, really hates the bird, and Ella knows it. So that night, she gets out of her cage, sneaks into Mary Ann's room, kills the bird, and leaves it in her shoe. Mary Ann finds it the next morning. <clears throat> Because uh, Brad Motz's shoe once, <laughs> and it was a similar discovery. Oh no! <laughs> uh, um, then Alan starts having visions of running through the woods at about monkey height. Monkey vision. Monkey, monkey vision. <laughs> Come on, you've terror. got me seeing monkey vision. <laughs> got monkey vision. <laughs> He discovers yeah. that Ella has been escaping from the house. Alan's mom arrives back. She's sold her business and her house and is going to stay there because Marianne is quitting, you know, due to it being terrible. And it, I loved my mom, but if like she had just like, I'm moving in and I didn't tell you and I'm already here and here's all my shit. And I'd be I like, wow, house. fuck you. Like, wow, yeah. thanks for the heads up. Yeah, you don't do that. You just don't do that. You don't communication is important. Yeah. Especially if you're gonna embark on this caretaker. Yeah, I cannot imagine any relative of mine, no matter how close I am, just showing up and being like, I'm gonna live with you now. And I sold my house. There's no other option. Oh shit. So I put you in the position of throwing out your own family. You've got more than enough money to buy a hotel room. Bye. Yeah. Yeah, you sold a house. Go find like condo somewhere. Well, which which uh, the the nurse quitting to the mom over the phone, they that had to have been a personal favor. Yes, yeah, it had to because I know the mom hired her, but then you know it's not if it was if it, if it was from some sort of company, it would have not have been yeah. such a big deal to the mom. And she would have been sent another nurse. Yeah, because the mom didn't get yeah. another nurse. She decided to move in herself. Like this is the only Good nurse point. available. Well, these are the only options. Yeah. Um like the the monkeys carry more weight at this point. Yeah, exactly. Um so uh yeah, uh Alan is happy the bird died <laughs> and his mom gives him a sponge bath. Um his hand moves, but his mom didn't see it. Um his hand didn't or just twitch him. a little. His hand just like like got up and like moved like a lot. Yeah. yeah. He has some more <laughs> monkey dreams. Jeffrey and Melanie visit again. Uh, he discovers that Ella is getting out of the house through the attic. Alan tells Jeffrey about his dreams and that he thinks he has a psychic link with the monkey. He he says, I don't, why is Jeffrey lying about this? Why does he go like, I don't know. She's not getting out through the attic. Yeah, why it's is real he lying? Dirty yeah, up there. I why thought is, that was odd. That he lied that about the weird attic. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause I mean, he was wants it that he'd be in trouble out? for making her smarter or, but yeah, it's a great point. I, that always stood out to me. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. I don't understand that. And he just kind of, I would walks... definitely tell the, this gentleman, this disabled gentleman, anything that's going on in his house, just a heads up. Right. I, yeah. Since you're so vulnerable. She was getting out the window and I fixed it. Yes. There you go. Not, she was getting out the window or I don't know how she was getting out and I made sure that she could still get out. So that later events can happen in the movie. It would have made the monkey smarter if he had fixed the window, said the monkey was getting out the window, and the monkey finds another way to get out of the damn house. Yeah. It's true. There's a lot of ways around that that aren't weird. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's just so they could show us that tree over and over again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jumping out to that tree. Uh, and then, like, he does have Google Maps, just gets to a cabin we're not there yet but it's just like the fuck do you know where you're going yeah how did i assume the monkey drove the car (laughs) that's true yeah that cabin's got to be really far away (laughs) just popping in the little cassette (laughs) it's like been driving all night on the wheel (laughs) he's like oh this is my jam everybody shut up monkey love (laughs) yeah do we think the monkey maybe jumped on cars and like <laughs> right or got How a skateboard a and did a yeah, back like a, to a story back to the thing. future <laughs> yeah or a uh, cape fear kind of situation who wants to drive with <laughs> the cactus the patch I'm with that you know, skateboarding grabbing fenders <laughs> nobody who, who, don't need money <laughs> <laughs> just need a psychic link to play that game. Okay, so um, yeah. Uh, then Alan goes and visits a new doctor, who tells him that the paralysis wasn't caused by his broken neck, but an <laughs> underlying congenital condition that could have caused. What, what was this doctor's name? Do we do we get his name? Was it Williams, like even Dr. wiser man? Uh, we did get his name. I have to look it up. Even there. wiser man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, this doctor's name was, uh, Dr. Williams. It was, um, mm-hmm. Dr. Stein, Frank, <laughs> Frank, Frank, <laughs> Frank N. Stein. Um, let's see. This was, it was Williams. Doc Williams. Yeah. <laughs> Not doctor. Doc Williams. Doc Williams. Oh, Doc Williams. Like we, He's we a gunslinger pers- and doctor. Woo-hoo. Uh, so all right uh yeah so doc Williams. And it is funny he tells him that he has this congenital disorder that would have struck at any time but then i can fix it yeah i can fix it but uh i'm gonna have to leave you here overnight <laughs> we, you, we found a psychic link so we we have to postpone the treatment we're like uh, i can give you a loner body but <laughs> that'd be awesome yeah, yeah, I would. Oh my God! If you could leave your body and get a loner body for any work that needed to be done, here, carry these bricks. <laughs> so uh, Alan becomes very angry at Doctor Wiseman. After- no, the loner body. I'm sorry. Do you guys remember Arrested <laughs> Development and Martin Short? And he and he had that guy Dragon who carried him around everywhere. That's Even when right. he wanted to slap somebody, he would swing Martin Short around at the person. <laughs> That's a loner body. Do you get full coverage on your loner body, or do you go without the insurance? You know, because that's got to be expensive. Yeah. Well, I mean, it 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 is, but then there's that one time where you get it, you get rear end something. Yeah, and you 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 really wish you had it. Does insurance cover full coverage on the body, loner? I have so many questions. Loner body, loner body. Right. Well, what's what's really sucks is that if you make the appointment to get it at the end of the day, there's nothing left but like either a truck or a PT cruiser. (laughs) You just leave your body and like (laughs) drop some keys in a mail slot at the end of the night. Yep. Pop back in your body. Um, So, all right, Uh, he gets really angry at Doctor Wiseman for not discovering the congenital. 
condition. Uh, at home, he calls Dr. <laughs> Wiseman, but discovers through a, a really bad secretary that he's actually at Linda's house. This makes him furious. He doesn't identify himself or anything. He's just right. like, oh, yes, it's an emergency. She's like, oh, well, here's his oh, private cool. number. <laughs> well, as long as we got a voucher. Um, yeah. Dr. Wiseman, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, so that well, night... Oh, he yeah, her together- house immediately... Like, he had no inclination to think that they were together. But he knows the phone number. Yeah. Like, oh, I know where he's at. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He, and that seemed like a lake house or cabin. Yeah. It didn't yeah. seem like a didn't regular seem, house. You know, across town. That's why I mean, like, Ella found that place. Real. Yeah. And where, Precisely. I mean, it seems like it was far away from town. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so, Psychic Link, Alan knows where it is, but how often is he thinking about the directions to a place he knows? Right. You know? And yeah. she's like, I thought you said left on Springfield. Yeah, he's like, oh, uh, I used to remember when I turned right. He's like, we I always drove out left. here at nighttime. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, she, she's like, did you always stop at the Dairy Queen on the way? <laughs> I was asleep. <laughs> I woke up and I was at Grandma's house. It was like be transported. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was teleportation. Um, so, all right. Uh, that Yeah, he has another monkey dream. And then um, Ella sneaks into the house and burns it down. After she tasted human blood. He, oh, that's right. He bites his lips so hard that it starts to bleed. And she goes up and starts licking his bloody mouth. <laughs> That was a fucked up scene. Yeah. Because he grew monkey teeth. He was Yeah, his canines were were more pronounced. Yeah. He had canines on both sides. That's part of the congenitals. Yeah, it was like like almost a vampire look. But Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's so mad he bites his own lip enough to bleed. And she comes up and just starts licking the blood out of his mouth. Yeah. I mean, so, biting his lip till it bleeds, you know, that that's the equivalent of slamming things or banging yeah, things yeah. and being mad. And you know. not having physical control over your body. That makes sense. But to then. But, okay. But the were, the, were the teeth psychological or were those like physiological monkey yeah. teeth it that grew really out of his teeth? Again. I assume they oh, were wait, meta- metaphoric teeth. Yeah. It, they do pay it off, but they don't explain that. Hmm. They don't explain why or how it happens, but that's how he resolves that's true. the problem. I, yeah. He oh. solves his problems using <laughs> his monkey biting. teeth. Using his yeah. teeth. So okay. th- the moral of this movie is that biting will solve a lot of problems. <laughs> and fire. Yeah. Biting and, and syringes. <laughs> Convenient syringes. And, and syringes. <laughs> yeah. Gotta have those around. Uh, so all right they get a call about it the next morning Alan isn't at all surprised this makes him decide he needs to get rid of Ella as he feels responsible for their deaths Uh, Jeffrey and Melanie think he's imagining it but Jeffrey does agree to take Ella back to the lab for testing he tells Jeffrey not to bring Ella back Um, she's very upset when leaving Alan Uh, Alan um, is convinced by Melanie to stay the weekend at her monkey house in the barn. Yeah. yeah. She says to him, I have all the stuff. It's perfect. Yeah. I think it'll be warm in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so she says, they're going to make like, it warm. Just some blankets. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Then I uh, have questions. They, but like he's a hobo passing through. Like you could <laughs> sleep in the barn. Right. Yeah. They've got a nice time. Alan can feel the effects of the, the monkey anger wearing off. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's all, I'm getting all this awesome horse energy now. Yeah. <laughs> and Alan makes a move on her. <laughs> <laughs> That's worse than every joke I've made in this. <laughs> but he he doesn't try to kiss her. He just shoves his face into her breasts. What do you think he could do? He could have tried to kiss her. She was leaning down. Her (laughs) face was right there. He could have tried to kiss her. Instead, he just shoves his face into her chest. He also could have talked her into it. (laughs) If you're going up to the bell, you might as well ring it. (laughs) Her face was right there. He had to duck under her face to get to the boobs. (laughs) He was just very curious. About, yeah. Yeah, uh, this scene... (laughs) <laughs> oh my god so yeah they end up having sex i suppose she is like suspending her body she is using like gymnastics rings that are over his body to control her whole body yeah because yeah, they're the hoists to get him yeah. out of bed that's what those are. like she could also put her hands down on the bed or on his body and control <laughs> no, no. her her pelvic gyrations that way they need but to we needed it to be like full-on medical procedure to have sex with this man. Yeah. We want you to really understand that he is paralyzed and this is different yeah. weird sex. They really wanted us to think about whether or not this would work. Yeah. This is, I, I, I was reading like, uh, I think it was in the wiki about this. This is the only time that a quadriplegic sex scene has happened in Hollywood film. Oh my God. I was like, oh. okay. It wow. doesn't surprise me. Yes. Yeah. But, um, huh. God, I feel Does like the diving bell and the butterflies. Does that guy get laid throughout that? I don't remember. Oh, and there's a whole movie. Is there the something? I feel like there's a movie somewhere where there was something. Yeah, I mean, with that guy who who he won an Oscar for supporting actor, but it's John something. But yeah, he has like a surrogate, a sex surrogate that like they develop a relationship. Hmm. But this might have been up until the like yeah. Did Daniel Day Lewis have sex in my left foot? Oh, did he? I can't remember. Uh, what about okay? There was the there was the movie about Stephen Hawking. He got laid throughout that whole movie, right? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I heard he was yeah. Kind He's of a real cabbie. freak. I heard yeah, yeah. I heard Stephen Hawking was really into the ladies, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So all right, um, Alan goes home where his mother is mad. She's like. She just does not like his new girlfriend at all. It's it's such a weird thing because he had girlfriends. Like he had Linda. She was cool with a that. A live-in girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. Like what's well, up with this? Some and he's getting over okay. his ex who cheated on him and then got murdered by the monkey. Like this is a healthy <laughs> development. Yeah, yeah. that's a young good man's point. Life. Like, like let him have friends. Yeah, let him get laid. His yeah. girlfriend well, left him not, and yeah. then died. Like, he really only has toxic relationships except for Melanie. Everyone yeah. else in his life That's is toxic. Good yeah, point. even George or whatever his name is, Needleman, Jeffrey. Dr. Needle, yeah. Jeffrey. Keeping things secret. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, So uh, back at the lab, Jeffrey discovers that the dean took all his research and the serum, except for one half bottle, which of yellow of lemon Gatorade. I, <laughs> yeah. So the research thing is like he took my research. Like, did he take any paperwork? No, any of we never see him writing it? anything. No, down. no, all his research was on mini tape. It was all because he had a pile of mini tapes and they were all gone. That was the oh, research right. that the that dean was took. His research. 
So he was going to get like a an intern to to type it all out or like a, a student. <laughs> I don't do think he was. I think he was yeah. going to leave it that way. And so, just... Dear diary. We saw before that that uh, Ella wanted another dose of the. Oh, the that's serum. right. She was juicing. Well, no, yeah, the, yeah this, and... this is this is the point where Ella goes and gets. Oh yeah, no, no, you're right. It was before this, wasn't it? Yeah, because yeah. Um, yeah, he decides to inject himself with the serum to create a psychic link with Ella. Is that how this works? <laughs> I'm so unclear on that. He's the one who's been doing the research, so in his mind, it tracks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah he's the one that shaves brains. He knows. What well, and we didn't inject uh, <laughs> a man with... Uh, with any monkey brains no, or with that's people true. brains. He didn't get an injection. So like, yeah, I don't know why he what if, thinks. Okay, why didn't Jeffrey paralyze himself? Maybe that would have worked. Yeah. Or, mm. you know, if, I think the more likely thing is if Jeffrey had injected himself, he would have gotten a second psychic link with Alan. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> and then Alan sees Jeffrey running. <laughs> Just lumbering around, setting fires and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> So he passes out. Ella escapes from the lab while Jeffrey experiences uh, Ella's journey back to Alan's house. Meanwhile, at home, Alan is trying to make up with his mother, but she really doesn't like Melanie. Alan gets irrationally angry at her and realizes Ella's back home. They fight. His mother ends up slapping him a bunch. Yeah. Um. And then she leaves. Yeah. It was. Because you, you can't block that. Like, you just have to sit yeah. there. Like, that's rough. It's the only thing this man can feel is yeah. getting hit in the face. Oh my God, you're right. Yeah. This is the only thing. There are a few places on his body now that She could have been like pain. slapping him on the chest and yelling at him. Right. And, and it would have been just as violent and just as mean. But slapping him in the face, he's like, God oh damn it. God. That hurts so yeah. much. That's all he can have. Like, that was a rough, that was worse than any of the monkey scenes. Yeah. So uh, she she puts him to bed and gets in the bath. Jeffrey <laughs> wakes up, and I guess all of the other monkeys escaped while he was sleeping. <laughs> Maybe Ella <laughs> let him out. Maybe, yeah. Ella let she him left. out, yeah. yeah. That's what I but they, just, they don't attack him until he wakes up. They're just like, wait for it. Wait for That's it. That's a monkey code. <laughs> you can't kick a dude when he's down. Yeah. Uh, so he loads up two syringes with poison and heads over there um he has no syringe safety whatsoever jeffrey's walking around the halls of that house i know he doesn't expect another person to be walking around but he's holding the syringe like straight out like holding a frying pan like, like, like it's a gun yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> he's kind of clearing the room with the i walked into the nurse uh um yeah, so at Alan's house, his mom takes a bath. Ella throws a blow dryer in the tub. Why was that still plugged in? Who leaves why, those? Why does Ella know that's how that works? Well, because she has a psychic link with Jeffrey or with Alan, and she remembers all the times he used to blow dry his hair. <laughs> and electrocute people. Yeah. She's all, yeah. water conducts. Yeah. How does she know that water? Yeah. Fire, I do get, get, but that's do weird. Do we get any... Any payoff on the psychic link with Jeffrey and the monkeys? No, it just ends and it's gone. Yeah. Nope, he just joins the monkeys and they tour. <laughs> a psychic link with Mickey Dolans. <laughs> yeah. But that's crazy. <laughs> I bet uh, it is. Uh, he'd have to, maybe he did after a second 
surgery because otherwise he wouldn't be able to walk down the street. <laughs> Walking down the street. Hey, hey I'm a monkey. Uh, so people Jeff- say I murder. <laughs> yeah, people say I burn down your house. Um, Jeffrey arrives, helps Alan into his chair, goes after uh, the monkey with a syringe full of poison, finds Alan's mom. Alan's mom Great dead. band. Monkey with a syringe full of poison. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The first two <laughs> albums. Outstanding. Grudge yeah. so, band, yeah. In, in this whole sequence, the lights go on and off so many times. <laughs> They're constantly like, turn him back on. Monkey turns him off. Turn him back on. Monkey, monkey turns him back off. Be, she used to be an electrician because she does understand how electricity works <laughs> to such a degree. Yes. Um, Ella attacks Jeffrey with the straight razor. He leaves one of the syringes behind when he chases her through the house. They do a cat and, a cat and mouse game or a monkey. <laughs> monkey and mouse. Cat and monkey. A scientist monkey game <laughs> through the house. <laughs> um, All the, the shots of Jeffrey wrestling with the monkey yes. were pretty hilarious. Oh, but my like, Lord. Yeah, the, the first one, like, she's got the straight razor and they're wrestling and whatnot. <laughs> and, um, then... She jumps up like she jumps onto uh, Alan's lap and uh, Jeffrey just like grabs her from behind and she just drops the razor and runs off. Yep. <laughs> Where she was holding on so tightly before. <laughs> I know what this is for. Um, I would point out no matter what, how, how angry she is, no matter what kind of psychic link she has, and no matter what she's holding, the average capuchin monkey still weighs five pounds. Yeah, you throw a leash on that son of a bitch, and you can carry it around by the leash. You're fine. well, like she jumps. And I'm sorry. At the end, not to jump ahead, but at the end when he's just back and forth, back and forth, it looked exactly like what happens when a muppet is thrown. <laughs> yes. And I don't mean when a person throws a muppet. I mean yeah. in like muppet movies and shit. Yeah, spin him. <laughs> Tom Savini. So all right, all right. So Ella. Um, Alan comes downstairs. Ella chews the phone cord in the living room, but he managed. She's like, I know these don't conduct electricity. <laughs> Luckily, uh, but uh, um, the one in the living or the kitchen is still ringing. So Alan manages to get there and get it off the hook in time to tip off Melanie, who's calling that something's wrong. Melanie, what if he went through all that trouble and it was a telemarketer? And he was like calling about your drive you train warranty, your AT and T cover, yeah, your yeah. car warranty. Yes, I would like to discuss that. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not busy. I don't get a lot of friends. Uh, so um, Jeffrey gets ambushed by Ella, who injects him with the poison. Uh, Jeffrey manages to stumble down to the kitchen, then collapses. There's a lot of scenes here where Alan is doing nothing while Jeffrey fights the monkey, and then a lot of scenes while Jeffrey is doing nothing while Alan fights the monkey. <laughs> a lot of scenes where Jeffrey's just passed out. Yes. Well, I I love Jeffrey's comedies. Like you know me and needles, man. It's like well, yeah, actually we I, do. I, right. That, yeah, like when he them. loaded it up with enough to put down King Kong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Should just taken one of those bricks, but like, yeah. like also, like it's not that big a house. I think I'd be able to hear the screaming and yelling of someone fighting a monkey downstairs and run down there. <laughs> Maybe I only should have used enough poison to take down a five-pound monkey. Maybe that yeah. is what yeah, I should have done, that. so that if I accidentally get jabbed, I'll feel a little ill, but still be okay. Yeah, 
Also, this man is a scientist. No, he's not. <laughs> he wandered in off the street and the dean was like, monkey science, sure. <laughs> Here's a lab. Here's a complimentary monkey so, to get you started. Somebody get this man a grant. This is genius. <laughs> this is genius. You get you a grant, a pocket protector, and a bucket full of needles. Yeah, we see nothing of this school. Nothing other than the dean's office yeah. and his lab. Um so, all right. And the loading dock with the yeah. door. The <laughs> that goes directly dock. into it the looks dean's. like a Walmart. And that's the only entrance. That's the only entrance to the dean's office is through the loading dock. <laughs> it's some Greendale it's, shit. It's a, it's a Milton situation. They keep telling him he's the dean, but he's yeah. hasn't been the dean for years. <laughs> yeah. You keep drowning rats, man, but but you you, you got tenure, so yeah, he's the yeah. dean. Back he's the dean, and he's doing research. That's not what deans do. Dean like the largely administrative work. Um. So all right, I forgot to check uh, if there was a stapler on his desk. Oh, uh, right, red swing, one, swing line or postage. Yeah. Well, if there wasn't, he's gonna burn the motherfucker down. That's true. That's right. Uh, so, damn it, Pookie. <laughs> Let's so, burn this mother down. So Alan uh, attempts to trick Ella into leaving by establishing a psychic link. Melanie arrives just then. Ella attacks her and she falls, knocking herself unconscious. Ella's going to light Melanie's hair on fire, but Alan stops she, her. But she's hits her head on a desk. Yeah. And she is completely unconscious. She should have slipped on a banana with that banana peel sound. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, from the monkey's point of view, this is very lucky. Yes, it yeah. is. Because if she hadn't slipped and knocked herself out, that monkey would have been in big trouble. Well, and thank God the monkey didn't finish nursing school because he did not know how to inject that syringe into her. No, but she it's got like, it into oh, Jeffrey wow. just fine. <laughs> yeah. You know him in needles. <laughs> yeah, his skin is already yeah. primed. Uh, uh, she just kept poking her in the face with it. And I was like, this is just too much, man. I'm waiting for her to put this thing in her eyeball or oh, something like Right. Yeah. 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 This is a real like. Or in uh, her ear. All Hamlet stuff. Hor- <laughs> like body horror tease. Like we didn't yeah. get the body horror, but we were anticipating it. Uh, constantly. Like starting from the beginning where she had like the chopper and I thought Jeffrey was going to lose his fingers from that. Yeah. 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 So um, <laughs> then. Alan stops her by screaming. So at like the height of like this like conflict, she jumps on his lap and pees on him. Yeah, I'm the captain I was now. Not expecting that. Territorial pissings, man. Yep. As soon as yeah. he, as soon as his woman showed up, I was like, no, 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 you're mine. Yep. Um, and he says, and that's what makes him really mad. That makes him really pissed off. He's like, yeah. he so he says, you filth. Like, yeah. slime. <laughs> yeah, you slime. I really wish... called someone a clinical cunt at one point. Yeah, no, no, that was uh, Jeffrey. No, Jeffrey called his girlfriend a clinical oh, that, yeah. cunt. Yeah. yeah, but like I was, I was hoping he was going to be like, "Get your damn paws off her, you damn you dirty." Damn dirty. Yeah. It would have been the perfect moment for that. that. Mm-hmm. Um. So, all right. Um. Then, uh, Ella is going to inject Melanie. Alan is able to move his hand enough to start the tape deck to play Ella's favorite song. She goes yeah. to Alan. Do sex M- man hands. Like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the same prosthetic hand technique as the monkey. Yeah. So Ella goes to Alan embracing him and he takes that chance to kill her with his teeth. 
He bites what down. monkey teeth? Yeah. He bites down hard on his, her neck and just starts flailing back and forth. It's subtext to the primal nature of man. Yeah. yeah. We see the monkey teeth, right? I'm not hallucinating that. No, we yeah, like have hallucinated teams, yeah. this whole movie. Yeah, but, he had the monkey teeth. Yeah. Absolutely. And that was his last resort. He he says to the monkey, like, I'm the human. I can be devious. I can, you know, mm-hmm. I'll have the upper hand. And he ends up just taking her out with his teeth. Yep. Just yeah. full on. Not his technology, not his human wiles. <laughs> Cunning. Nope. Yeah. Just straight up monkey fucking teeth. Bites her. Some fucking, yeah. He <laughs> did have to uh, soothingly coax her onto his lap. She's like, no, no, it's okay. I really do like you, Ella. <laughs> <laughs> Ella's I like, that's the other kind of grooming. <laughs> I want you to hold me. <laughs> yeah, hold me. Yeah. Um, so we cut to him going back under surgery. He recovers. And then the best jump scare in the movie. Oh, oh man. The monkey. His little tribute yes. to Alien. The For mon- real. The uh, monkey pops out of his back. Like, awesome. It looked so cool. That was, I love yeah, that moment. That was, yeah. a, that was great. That After was, jerking us around for 25 minutes with humorous horror. Yeah. Right? We get an actually scary moment. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but he recovers. So he and Melanie go fishing. <laughs> Was that a metaphor? The monkey out of the the back? Was that a metaphor? Like this is his monkeyness escaping him. He is oh, now yeah. pretty human. Absolutely, and like his, yep. he can walk now. Absolutely, metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> and then we roll credits. I guess so. The post credit scene, right, where the monkeys are in space. Yeah. That's yep. what happened with all the other monkeys. They yeah, stole true. a spaceship. They stole it. Yeah, exactly. You know, if this had been a hit and they, there had been Monkey Shine sequels, at some point they would have gotten into space. I mean, Leprechaun did. Jason yeah, did. Those kind of things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, I cannot. That movie, I cannot imagine enough. You're an astronaut and all of a sudden you have to fight a leprechaun. Of all the things you were not expecting. They did make a follow-up, right? This is the no. one where the the monk no, where the the monkey's a like prodigy piano player. <laughs> did Dunstan and checks sort of goes in. crazy doing the rock 3. <laughs> Wasn't that shine? Or, or finds finds that big that big obelisk thing on the moon? Yeah, or that. Yeah. yeah. Is that a prequel to this movie? <laughs> I mean, Pray technically it's a prequel mojo. to all the movies. Um, so, uh, man, this movie, um, I, I have a few unanswered questions. Um, what sport did Alan play? I think he was just a runner. Yeah. I I thought lacrosse. Mm. He seemed like a lacrosse player. Bougie white piece of shit. Yeah. Cause he had a coach. I guess a runner would have a coach. I I assume he was running for the university at which he was a student. Yeah. Um, what was his mother's business, which she sold? What did that woman do? (laughs) Nagging Mary Kay or something. Yeah, Yeah. probably. Uh, uh, what did the Dean do with all of Jeffrey's research? I guess we found out in the cut sequence that he injected all the monkeys, but in, in this, we, we, you know, we don't. Yeah. Yeah, And also like that, it's, it's research. Maybe it's, he won a Nobel Prize. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, with, the with, Dean never does get his comeuppance. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Dean doesn't get his comeuppance. Um, no comeuppance. And he has like 12 tapes of Jeffrey rambling through a drug-fueled haze about monkeys. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> all his best ideas. What if we're inside an atom? Little <laughs> um, did I know, scraping human brains into a monkey's veins would do the trick. Right. I had no idea. Okay, here's my big question. Alan's Alan's bedroom was upstairs. <laughs> there was nothing on those stairs. There was no device on those stairs. Right. There was no ramp. There was no one of those elevator mom. things. Uh, How did he carry that the dumb and the chair? The chair was up there too. Wow. The nurse carried him right. upstairs. Um, and at the end, when Jeffrey puts him in the chair, Alan is just suddenly downstairs all on his own. Yeah. Remember we were talking upstairs. Yeah. I don't know how he got up and down those stairs. It's a great point. Um, Here's the other thing. So the cops show up. Do they tell him that the monkey murdered everybody? And if so, are the cops like, well, do we blame the quadriplegic or the monkey? Yeah. (laughs) Well, who is more likely to have committed these murders? Because it's kind of a toss up. It is. Yeah. Both would have difficulty. Also, is Jeffrey actually dead? Yeah. To the gills. But he yeah. didn't get like he didn't bleed out or anything. Yeah, like, we're unclear. I was unclear because the way he was acting, it didn't seem so much like it was like poison as it was like yeah. just a really, a really heavy sedative. Yeah, yeah, which would slow your heart rate and could kill you. But I mean, why didn't he just inject the monkey with air? You know, or That's like a good point, or like club the monkey to death if that was his plan <laughs> to kill I mean, the monkey. Seriously, <laughs> if you're fighting a monkey, just get a baseball bat. <laughs> Yeah, Anything, or like a, yeah, a lamp, or a kitchen knife, or something. There's all you know? sorts of things kick you can the, kick the motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, he has just a syringe. I would have had a syringe and a frying pan, like, <laughs> like a plan or a big fucking rock. Yeah, you know? it's a monkey. Any or number of closet. things to kill a five pound creature that's coming yeah. at me a with big, a straight razor, a, a butterfly net, and a fucking <laughs> baseball bat. Boom, done. You know, <laughs> yes. Uh, um, In case of a monkey. Break glass. In case of monkey. Um, uh, I don't know. Final thoughts on this, guys? Any other unanswered questions? It's one of my favorite horror yeah, movies. It was, uh, I, I love it every time I watch it. But, it uh, yeah. It was. It's funny where it's funny. It was super entertaining. Um, super 80s. And yeah, I loved every second of it. I had it's completely insane. forgotten that I had watched this previously. Hmm. Um, but now, now I, I, know. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> you have a link. To, yep. A psychic link. I went back after watching this uh, and watched the Simpsons episode that referenced oh, this. Mojo. Pray for uh, Yeah, Mojo. And uh, it was a Mojo. girly edition, I think was the name of the episode. But yeah, where Homer gets Mojo and they just get hammered and get fat <laughs> yeah. and drunk yeah. together. Mojo so diabetes. Yeah. He's having trouble breathing, Homer. Yeah. <laughs> Mojo, what did they do to you? Yes. or Mojo, the talking. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're we're obviously we're not ranking these ones. Um, they're not going on the superhero ranking list. Well, it's number one for haunted phosphorescence. So. It is. It, oh yeah, yeah. It is haunted phosphorescence is number one movie, and it's the number one killer monkey movie that we've watched. Yeah, it is. Side yeah. effects may include a monkey. <laughs> Clyde just boxed people. This monkey killed people. Yeah. This monkey, man. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather go up against this monkey than Clyde, to be honest. Yeah, for real. Clyde is way an bigger. Electrician. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. True. An ape could pull your limbs off. Yeah, a little capuchin. Yeah. 
close them in the fridge. He's basically a cat. I mean, he's basically a cat that can like cat with thumbs. Yeah. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> it's finally happened. Let's hope that never happens. <laughs> yes. That's a horror movie. Oh my god. We will spare none of us. We're all dying. Yeah. yeah. Every last one of us. Um Just cats with guns. <laughs> Uh, so all right i think that's it for this week guys that's it from monkey shines which means next week on haunted phosphorescence we will be watching alien yes yeah i mean i'm happy for all these movies yeah. yeah all four of them are great so um that is next week um thanks for hanging out with us everyone we appreciate you this has been your host throw smiley now get the hell out of here run you dinks I'm Josh CC, and you can't fool me with all that bullshit. I'm Brian Lesh, and I'm going to go inject some monkey brains into my body for science. <laughs> I'm Alaric Weber, clinical snake in the grass. Clinical. <laughs> <laughs> clinical. Uh, thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.